Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Well, I said to Chris Barsby yesterday morning, what do you like in the big $600,000, $700,000 race there in New Zealand? He said, copy that. Well done, Chris. Got the money. It was a pretty painless watch as well, if you liked him. Good morning. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Yes, it was a painless watch. It probably lacked a little bit of uh, mid-raise action there. There was um, just no... Yeah, there wasn't many moves in the race. I said yesterday I look forward to it every year because they're normally taking off, going around, and you've got different horses up outside Lee, but it wasn't the case at all. They found their spots and stayed there. Yeah, and it was a slowly run cup as well, Steve. In particular, that first mile run at a very dawdling tempo. And when you've got a horse like Copy That in front, it was always going to be mathematically impossible for anything to get anywhere near him. He really certainly, you know, jazzed things up over that final mile. He finished off in 54-4-27-5. You don't expect to see those sort of times at the end of a stand start two-mile race, but that just shows how slowly they went early. The top three horses in the race, they finished one, two, three, copy that many would say that you know he he got uh, redemption for what happened last year at the start where he basically you know was wiped out after having that inside draw but uh, yesterday he had the the wider draw off the front row he was able to get away safely and he was in front within 400 meters and uh, that was pretty much game set match self-assured really good running second I, i thought south coast arden was really brave Copy that won't back up on Friday in the show day free-for-all, but the other pair will, both self-assured and South Coast Coast Arden, have accepted this morning. So we look forward to day two, show day free-for-all on uh, Friday, and the big Group 1 Dominion will take place, and that's going to be a stand-start trotting feature. So we've got the likes of Sunday Sun going up against Muscle Mountain. They're the two best trotters in the the Southern Hemisphere, Steve, so that Mm. will be a very exciting race. How many winners did Mark Purden drive yesterday? I think he ended up with five. Wow. Um, yeah, he, he certainly uh, targets this day, and he had a huge day. In saying that, Steve, it was another great day for the Queensland officials because Copy That, who was one of our stars during our Tad Constellations, he took out the main race, and the junior free-for-all was taken out by Krug, and he dominated, and he was one of our other star attractions during the carnival this year. So, like you've been saying for some time with the thoroughbred form, the harness form as well, stacking up really well. And when you consider horses like King of Swing, Amazing Dream, uh, Barroom Banter, Tough Monarch, Pink Galars, they've all been really good winners, cashed up another one. They've all been good winners since our carnival. So that form is really strong. So it's a, it's a launch pad. There's no doubt about mm. it, the, the Queensland winter. I had a dream I was our next guest and then my alarm went off this morning. I'd love, to, I'd love to be this guy driving this machine, uh, Mac Da Vinci and the big one on Saturday night. Leonard Keynes with us, Chris. Leonard, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Really well. Congratulations for that victory last week. Is that your second Be Good Johnny Sprint victory? Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, I haven't actually really looked into it, but I know our hijinks won it, uh, I reckon, in 2018. And then, um, actually, when I got back into the stabling area, Ian Gurney said it was my third. So, um, that might have been maybe Cruise last year. Would that be right? Cruz went last year. I'm not sure. I just looked him up, yeah. and I, I, I'm not sure he went around in that race. So, anyway, you're, you're happy with two, anyway. Absolutely. He, he was awesome, as Steve said. He was just like a machine outside of the second row, over the mile. You know, because you go around as much as anyone. 
it's not an easy assignment, but he was just able to let loose right down the outside and he just gobbled them up so quickly. Yeah, that's right, Chris. Um, obviously, you know, he, he is, he's, he's in top form and he's so versatile, you know, like, um, he's one of those horses, you know, he doesn't have to lead to win. Um, he can do work, but at the same time, you know, he is so quick. So, um, you know, it was, it did end up good. You know, we got that good track into it around the 600 and then, um, we were close enough on the turn to unleash unleash his yeah. quick turn of foot. Leonard, what happened at the start? Was he was he behind turn it up at the start because a horse got knocked out of it early, didn't it? At the start there last week, what happened there? Yeah, so I think um, Deus X just after the whole um, start there, he was quite revved up and he sort of went to follow through a bit quick and um, he ended up making a break, which sort of checked Colt Thirty One, which sort of checked me. So we copped a little bit of a check. Um, but we're lucky enough to sort of get around it without losing too much ground or anything. At the 400-metre marker, you obviously had a lap full of horse. Did it feel like you were travelling two to their one, or when did you start to feel confident? Um, yeah, like, he, he travelled well the whole way. He's sort of a horse that always races, you know, follows the speed well and everything. So um, probably, you know, when we sort of got that track into it, like I say, sort of any time from about the 800, um he felt well enough, but then there ended up a lot of traffic in front of us when everybody sort of wanted to get on that three-wide line. You know, a lot of them popped off, I think, at one stage. We were sort of three-wide and four back, and I thought, oh, there's a lot of traffic in front of us, and even, you know, to the inside of us, they were sort of getting a bit weary, so we couldn't even sort of drive for luck at that point. We just had to stay where we were, and we were lucky enough that around the 400 there, when a couple of those inside ones weakened a little bit, a few of those on the three-wide line did drop in and we were able to sort of edge closer and closer and then um, be close enough when the time come. The track played really well last week. They were coming from everywhere, leaders, uh, sources sitting on the fence, and then you proved it by just sweeping down the outside. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. No, I think Albion Park is quite a fair track, as you know, Chris. That, um, you know, it's not leader-biased. You can come from anywhere, depending on how the race is run. So, you know, we were just lucky enough to get that right track into it and be close enough. When we're there. Do you think? Do you think connections would be not kicking themselves, but just sort of thinking back and you know maybe thinking what might have been? They came up for our tab constellation. So this horse arrived in July. He came up for a shot at the Rising Sun. That was his first start here in Queensland, and he, he had a pretty awkward draw. He wasn't beaten all that far. But given how he's going now, if the Rising Sun was on Saturday night, he would be in that race up to his eyeballs. Oh, absolutely, Chris. Yeah, no, you know, he's absolutely thrived since being up here. Um, you know, he, he loves the racing and um, he, he seems to just strip fitter with each run. Absolutely, you know. It, definitely, if you're going into the Rising Sun this week, you, um, you'd be taking in a lot of confidence, that's for sure. And, Leonard, a point you made about him that we love about this Mac Da Vinci, as you said, a couple of starts ago he led, didn't he, and bolted in. Then he, he won in the gloom two starts ago and then he can come from out the back door. You love to see that in any horse. Oh, for sure, yeah. He, he's just the perfect racehorse, really. He, um, yeah, no, like I said earlier, he's just that versatile. You know, it doesn't matter where he is as long as, you know, he sort of gets even. You know, like luck even really wasn't on his side on Saturday, and he still, he still got the job done. So he is one of them horses that, um, it doesn't matter where he is or sort of how the races run too much. He, he is quite versatile, and he can do it anyway. He backs up on Saturday night. This is likely to be his final start during this Queensland campaign because Connections 
are going to have a shot at the Inter-Dominion in Sydney in the next couple of weeks. And given his current form, he deserves that shot. The most important question, do you expect to be driving him again this Saturday night? Um, look, I'd love to be, but we've sort of just left that up, the connections. Um, I haven't heard anything of yet. So, yeah, like I say, I'd, I'd love to be back on him, but I'll just sort of see what happens and um, see how my cards play. Okay, the other options, I suppose, turn it up, make my Memphis. You've driven make my Memphis previously. He was placed last week behind Mac Da Vinci. So if it's not Mac Da Vinci, it probably will be one of the other two? Yeah, I think so, Chris. Yeah, that's... um. Yeah, just speaking to, you know, Shane Graham after I saw and said that night, he said, oh, we'll sort of just see how the draws go and I'll make my mind up. But he said, you'll have a drive in the race. So, yeah, like you say, it will be one of the other two if it's not him. But um, obviously, he's the one you want to be on. Yeah, Chris and Leonard, to both of you, we know Turn It Up's got speed drawn directly outside him. Would he be first to the pegs, Mac Da Vinci, if you were driving him there, on if you are driving him Saturday night or even if you're not, what do you think? Uh, look, you know, off Turn It Up's, gate speed. Um, I don't think there's really many horses up here at the moment that could sort of match him. So I do think he would sort of be the first horse to get across to the fence. But in saying so, Mac Da Vinci has got good gate speed. So, um, you know, if, if they both light up, you never know what could happen. I think turn it up would lead that field no problem at all on Saturday night. I don't think he was at his best there on Saturday night with his gate speed. I think he was completely off and he's becoming a little untrustworthy now, turn it up. But, uh, you're still able to lead. I think he gets across, and being 2,138 metres on Saturday night, Steve, and given how he performed last week, they might look for cover. So Mac Da Vinci's probably a good chance of finding the lead here. That's the way I'm sort of looking at it right now. Well, that makes him a dollar forty-eight. Probably even shorter. <laughs> then, yeah, they're not going to run sure. him down. <laughs> so just to, to go through his sectionals there, Steve, like coming from where he did on Saturday night, he finished off in... Uh, where was it? 54 4, 26 8. So, Pretty I don't special, think they'll beat it? him on Saturday night. No, that's right. He's, he's racing in top form, and he, um, you know, he obviously he's going to go into this race with a lot of confidence, that's for sure. And, and just looking ahead, Lennon, with the end of Dominion, given his current form lines and how things are sort of starting to take shape with that series, obviously there's King of Swing, Expensive Ego bounce back with a monster win there last week, but. He's not going to be out of it, is he, in that Inter-Dominion series? Oh, for sure. You know, he, um, yeah, definitely the way he's going, like you said earlier, he, he definitely deserves his spot in it. So um, it'll be interesting to see sort of, you know, throughout throughout that series how they all fare because he's definitely proven, you know, even more so in the last couple of weeks um, that he's definitely up to, the, up to them top horses and he deserves to be in that race. So... It'll be um, awesome to see him go down and compete in that, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you've got two drives tonight in Redcliffe. Race two, number two, Oliver Winkle. He draws well here, and this looks open, this race. Do you give him a chance? Yeah, I do, actually, Chris. He's, um, he was sort of starting the race back into a little bit of form um, there a couple of starts ago, and then last start, when they sort of eased up, I went around up to the sit outside the leader, and he did waken a little bit on that um, that occasion, but you know, I don't think he was sort of... He was a little bit off that night. He, he didn't feel any good in the warm-up. And, um, yeah, I sort of just wrote that run off a little bit. So, given that he's drawn a bit better tonight and everything, I think that he will run a nice race if he gets the right sort of trip. OK, and in the following race, race number three, Pippa Maguire. This mare is absolutely flying. I know she's got a bad draw here, gate six, but she's right in the, in the mix here. 
Yeah, for sure, yeah. No, like you say, um, she's got that awkward alley, but last start out she was super and she, she's lethal for that probably 400 metres. You know, she once she lets down, she's real fast. So she's sort of the type of horse that if she can get a good track into it, um, you know, and be close enough to um, I think her speed plays on her side. So I think she would be right and finish there again. So you just go back from six and try and sweep home? I think so, you know, that seems to be her best way um, of racing. So I think we'll just sort of look for a spot early and then let her rip home that last 400. All right. Well, really appreciate the time. Again, congratulations for that victory on Saturday night with Mac Da Vinci. Uh, fingers crossed that uh, you might be able to get that drive again on Saturday night. Either way, I think you're going to be playing your hand uh, in that race, uh, given how that barrier draws unfold. But really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. Thanks very much. Stop Chris. into Dan Appreciate Murphy's and send them a voucher or something, or a bottle of scotch or a wine or something. Leonard, <laughs> that'll sweeten them up. Try and persuade them. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no problem. Thank you very much. Can't hurt. Leonard Kane joining just, us this morning. I'm just looking, Steve. I, I was fascinated after just thinking about Mac DaVinci with the end of Dominion. I found him on the tab side here. He's $101 to win the series, but he's $26 to run a place in the grand final. Mm-hmm. Dollar sixty-five on Saturday night. Now, Chris, he was a dollar seventy this morning. Yeah, so might be worth a little place back there, given how he's currently performing. So anyway, we'll uh, we'll deal with that a little mm. bit later. But seriously, if he finds the top after four hundred metres, Darren Clayton knows much better than I. It'll be the end of the penny section, surely. There on Saturday well, night. Well, Darren will join us very shortly, and I'll, I'll be keen mm. to pick his brain about that. But just doing that barrier draw on Monday, uh, that was my first reaction. I thought, turn it up a lead because, you know, nothing goes with him off the gate. And I thought, given how he performed, and it's 2,138 metres, so it's not his preferred trip, if you could say that. I think Matt Da Vinci, if he gets there quickly uh, and he's first on the scene, the, the, the lead will be there for sure, given how he's currently going. And like I said, just turn it up's becoming a little untrustworthy now. Mm. It was just a pity what happened at the start there because we didn't see if that horse, where it would have measured, you know, where it, yeah. well, I'm not saying it would have won, but where it sits in the scheme of things. Um, was it yeah. Deus Ex, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Deus And unfortunately, they haven't backed him up this week, so we're still very much uh, in the unknown with Deus Ex. So oh, I thought he was probably going to be an acceptor for the Queensland Cup, but uh, he's not there, so... Uh, it's just one of those things. We'll just have to wait uh, a little bit longer now to find out where mm. he sits in the pecking order. But uh, right now, Mac Da Vinci is clearly number one. Darren Clayton's with us now, Chris. Darren, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Good morning, Steve. What do you think about We're... tactics here, Darren? Yeah, well, I think um, what Chris pointed out there, turn it ups probably doesn't... The, um, Let's start that again. Turn it up holds the best speed probably in Queensland, and I can't foresee anything holding him out early. But that said, I think they'd be quite happy to take a trail this time around um, on Mac Da Vinci. And like we've said, and, and Leonard also pointed it out just now, his versatility is is unbelievable. He can sit in front, he can do it tough, or, or he can sweep home with a booming sprint. And, and they're all the trademarks of a really good horse. And um, the, the Queensland winter has worked absolute wonders for this guy. Yeah, no doubt about it. What about the uh, Inter-Dominion? $101 to win the series. Uh, you know, that, that's that's a tall order taking on King and Swing, but $26 the place. There's some value there, surely. Yeah, definitely. And the other thing 
out of that, Chris, there'll be two rounds of heats are on 1,000-metre tracks. They're not all three heats at Menangle. So 1,000 um, metres at Newcastle, 1,000 metres at Bathurst, same as Albion Park is. That really sets it up, um, you know, nicely for him. He's shown that uh, he, he can do it on those tracks, and he's also done it at Menangle. So that versatility is going to be key for sure. Yeah, it's a good point. Just the newcomer this week in the Queensland Cup, Darren, just at this early stage, Majestic Cruiser, Jason Grimson, sending up three runners on Saturday night. He's got Majestic Cruiser stepping out at this race. In the Mayor's race, he's got the stunning nun, and he's got Chrissy Schick uh, turning up for that three-year-old Phillies Classic. So he's drawn out in gate six, Majestic Cruiser. Two starts ago, he finished seventh in the Victoria Cup at Bendigo. And then last time out in the Lensmith Mile, the Group 1 feature, he was sixth behind the Black Prince. Can he sort of be a, a major threat here from that uh, widest draw on Saturday night? Yeah, I think he can. It's certainly going to make it tough from that draw, um, especially when we know what that speed is underneath with turn it up going forward and, and Mac Da Vinci there. So where he positions in the run, I've actually been having a bit of a look at the map this morning and how I line them up, Chris. I'm just a little bit confused about where he gets to in the run from that gate. Um, he might be sort of one of those ones that there's real no option other than to snag up and just try and hope for a bit of luck and, and try to slot in there somewhere. Um, you look at those drawn to his inside, Mac Da Vinci, turn it up and make my Memphis. So they're all going to be keenly contesting a forward spot. And, you know, in amongst the mix there, we've got Northview Hustler right down on gate one, who we know absolutely flies the gate as well. So... It makes it hard for out there in gate six of where he actually ends up. And then, you know, you've got all the horses pushing through underneath him. Unfortunately, he might be right right out the back. Mm. What was the uh, the value runner at your first thought when looking at that field? Uh, yeah, I actually sort of thought maybe a horse like Speech is Silver might be a little bit of a, um, a value there just if they do go too hard in those early stages, you're going to get a nice cart through. We know how brilliant he has been uh, with his closing splits. Probably a little bit disappointing in his last two runs. I thought perhaps he could have just got a little bit closer, but um, if he just tucks him behind, the 2100's probably more in his favour. And I just thought that there might have been uh, a little bit of value around him with where they line up. And um, he's $16 and $3.40 at the moment. Um, outside of him, I'm not really sure if there is much value to be found when, when Mac Da Vinci has been as good as he has been. Mm, yeah, it's a fair point. What about Kanina Problema? Oh, that drive last week, absolute oh. bottler and... Um, Really, flash time. Well, there's another horse that's in the Inter Dominion mix as well, Chris. Uh, if he was a little bit closer in the run and um, a little things went a little bit more his way, um, you know, he snagged back from gate five to find a spot, and um, you know, he probably gets a little bit closer than he did, perhaps. But um, it, it, that was a really good run from Canina Problema, and um, Sean Grimsey's done a good job with this guy since he's turned up, but. Well, there you talk about value. He's $34 and $6. So, you know, mm. he tucks in behind from gate two. Um, you know, he won't be too far away either, you wouldn't think. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk more about this meeting on Friday, but it's a cracking card again, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it certainly is. There's, um, there's quality all across the board. And, and really good to see um, Jason Grimson come up with those 
couple of horses just to give it some uh, bit of interstate um, rivalry and, and just bring some new horses in to try and um, strengthen those fields up a little bit just in terms of where you look at and different form lines. So um, still going to be great racing. Mm. Chris and Darren, what can you tell me about this trainer, this Mac Da Vinci, Peter Hansen? What do we know about him? Uh, better known as Mirrors. He's based down in, in Sydney at uh, Bankstown, you could say. Been around the game for a long, long time. So uh, he's no stranger to working with some nice horses. Uh, he's, he's worked with some good trainers in in, in the past. So uh, he, he, he does a good job. So uh, he's got Mac Da Vinci and he's also got Waz Firebug, the mare, that's uh, absolutely flying. She was just picked off late last week in that mare's feature, the Queen of the Creek. She'll back up in the Forever Gold on Saturday night as well. Only has a few in work, but... Uh, He's got some nice ones right now, but uh, he's been in the game for a long, long time. You didn't have much to do with him when you were down that way, Darren, at Bathurst? The old no, days? No, no, enough. For, I, I'm, I'm glad Chris answered that because I wouldn't have been oh, okay. able to offer anything, <laughs> anything Steve. I'd, he's, uh, I don't, don't know Peter at all. So, um, but no, um, he'll, be, he'll be venturing up into Bathurst, no doubt, with the uh, Inner Dominion staging a heat there on... December 2. All right. Well, we'll try and track down Nathan Dawson uh, for tomorrow. Uh, we'll try to track him down this morning just to talk about a few of his uh, runners this weekend. So we'll push him back to tomorrow. Let's focus on Reckliff tonight, Darren. Nine races, good program. The Quaddy races five, six, seven, and eight. What is your best bet at the program? Yeah, uh, the best came up, I thought, in race seven, horse number three, Rockwood Zara. This is a maiden race. Uh, Always, I guess, a little bit of danger making your best a maiden. But I thought this filly, she was really good last time out. Got excellent gate speed. She went straight to the front from gate four. Only got a little bit weary in the in the closing stages. She was 10 metres from Lil Miss Breezy, who swept down the outside. Cyclone Jeremy was the horse that sat outside, Rock with Zara. I thought that she doesn't really cop any pressure in this race. I can't see where that would come from. And from gate three, I think she'll be in front after about 50 metres. And from there, take them all the way. Seven, three, rock with Zara. Okay, so race seven, number three, rock with Zara, the best bet. Let's focus on the quaddy now. Race five, the opening leg. How many do we need to play? Yeah, I thought this is a, a tricky little race despite... Um, Probably the market not suggesting so. I've got number five, Wedding Night, on top. Um, wide gate from her. She's um, went forward and did it tough last time out, and she was only beaten one metre. Um, the start prior, she was trying to lead throughout and, and just got run down. Not sure where they get to from gate five. Would have been good to talk to Nathan and, and hear his thoughts on that. Um, probably has to sit parked, I thought, again. So if she can hold on. Number nine, Frey Marks Indy. She hasn't been too far away. Two wins in her last few starts. Caravan Rocket, even though he got to gate six, if there's a bit of pressure, he's one that can swoop late. And Midnight Queen, um, she's placed three of her last four. Not sure where she ends up in the run. Does have good speed, but uh, she just doesn't seem to be able to finish her races off at the moment. So playing wide, four, five, six, and uh, four, five, six, and nine. Okay, so four, five, six, nine, race six. This kicks off the treble. How many do we need to take here? Yeah, I thought, uh, again, we'll play wide again. Uh, I've marked number one, Scooby, on top. Uh, he made an error last time. That was the end of his chances. He'd been in the money uh, thereabouts his last few runs prior to that. 
I think from gate one, he gets his opportunity here to lead throughout. We'll throw in number seven, Weasel. Uh, the old boy will, should be thereabouts. He went back to the pegs last time or two starts back. Um, he should be able to follow through here. I think he should have enough speed to keep the back of Scooby. Um, from there, he shouldn't be too far away. He was a winner four runs back. Number eight, Valkyrie Hanover. Um, took her a while to break through, but she's added another win to that uh, in recent times and then was just two and a half metres from the winner last time, so she shouldn't be too far away. And Private Jujon, never too far away in this grade of race, so he should be thereabouts. So playing wide, again, one four seven eight. Okay, so one four seven eight. That brings us to race seven. Rock with Zara, you've nominated as your best bet. Are we going one out? Yeah, happy to go with one out there, Chris, and we'll we'll play skinny hereafter. We've got sort of wide the first two legs. We'll go one out with Rock with Zara in race seven. I think she's a good thing. And the other good thing I thought on the card was race eight, number three, October Racketeer. So we'll bring it home with him, one out. Um, just didn't really work out for him last time. He just didn't get going. But um, two start, his start, the start prior and three runs back, both in much stronger company than what he will meet here. I thought he could get to the front and prove very hard to beat. And currently, uh, even money or $2, yours for this, uh, seems a very good bet for me. So we'll bring it home with him. Number three, October Racketeer. Okay, so your quality numbers, first leg, four, five, six and nine. Second leg, one, four, seven and eight. Then we go one out with three, rock with Zara. And we finish off one out with number three, October Racketeer, your best bet. Race seven, number three, Rock with Zara. Right now with tab, $2.60. So that's our play for tonight at Redcliffe. Yeah, that's it. I thought uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good card there. Um, some good racing early on too. So good night up there at the Peninsula. Really appreciate the time, Darren. We'll be chatting on Friday morning when we preview the big meeting night two of the Summer Carnival. Yeah, looking forward to it. Plenty of work to do between now and then.